The GGBC is brought to you by GG Poker. It's the world's biggest online poker room. They have more players than any other site and it's designed to bring back the fun to poker. They've got the classics like Texas Hold'em and Omaha with games for all skill levels. Yeah, Deck loves Bounty Hunter. Yes, I do. And GG Poker has games that you won't find anywhere else. They run huge tournaments with big prize pools. And George, did you know they actually hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament? What about if you're a new player? Well, George, I'm glad you asked. If you're new to GG Poker, when you make your first deposit of at least £10, you'll get £60 in free play. No wonder they've got more players than any other site. You've got to be 18 or over, and this offer is for new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10. Full T's and C's apply. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a crowd podcast. Spin round, stand up, get your legs. He could have got to the end of the round. It's dangerous, but it is entertainment. I need to set the record straight now for my own sanity. Is that any different from getting up, showing some strength, showing some bravery? Mentally, how much in a better place will Lee Wood be? Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Good morning, Deck. Good morning, George. How are you? I am very good. Are you? I'm I'm back. Um, You're back. I've had a little trip. You have. How was it? I went to Disneyland. Mm. Not on my own. Went with the wife and kids, and it was it was actually really good. Was it, it was brilliant. The kids loved it. The wife loved it. That was her Disney childhood dream fulfilled. We got there. We got the Eurostar straight there. So I think the Eurostar's packing in the summer. So if you fancy a Eurostar trip to it Disney, goes straight Paris, there, straight to Disneyland. That is very very good planning. Yes. From all, all, everyone involved there. Yes. I never knew you could do that. Oh, so you you go straight there. Whoa. Straight there. You come out and uh, we're staying in, not the hotel that's in the park, but hotel that's part of the park or whatnot. I don't know. And uh, nice. Bit of a woodlandsy feel. We've got decided to go half board. We're there for two days. We've gone half board. In, within that half board, we've got the character breakfast, the Disney character breakfast. So they come out and you get to meet them. Oh, hold on. What? There's a car- I thought you meant it would be like sort of sausage shaped as Goofy or something. There was um, Mickey shaped 
waffles tasted I didn't eat them did they do anything with the hash browns no I don't no. think they did no so you, so it's like a buffet but all the characters hanging about buffet characters come and have a little I saw I met Tigger Geppetto came who did we see any there was, I don't know if there was, was Pinocchio any knocking about Pinocchio was knocking about yeah any um, superstars we also did the princess lunch which my boys weren't too fussed about mm. so out of 10 how was the princess lunch princess lunch was really tasty it was really good mm. and then the princesses did not break character they come in and wow give you a all the because they're not actually princesses they're, are they not they're, no, they're actresses oh. that have come oh so they're not uh, royal f- part of any royal family officially I don't think so they could be I suppose I don't think so I mean unless D- Disney essentially have real dynasty that's yeah. been passing along probably have but, Rides are great. Yeah. Rides are so good. Ratatouille, which is good for all ages. One of my favourite films. Great film. You are, you're like the rat mm. in Ratatouille. You, yeah. you're, you're bombing around Pulling with the hair. 3D glasses on. You're trying to get mopped and that. I don't want to do too many spoilers, but uh, that was pretty cool. Um, there's like a Toy Story world. There's, there's a Harry Potter bit. Were you one of the kids who wanted to go to Disneyland like your missus when you were a kid? The only thing I was ever desperate to. Mm. You used to see the advert and it was always Florida. Um, yeah, too far. <laughs> and it seemed too far and yeah. too much of a dream. It's true because I remember Disney, like seeing it on videos and that and my old man was would never entertain the idea so it never really trickled <laughs> into mine so maybe I'm going to go take my boy one day yeah you should worth it oh definitely definitely okay. worth right. it I'll take Paris uh, yeah I don't anyone wanna... speaking French guess what the people who work there French they're French yeah yeah it's in Paris. Though. Okay, good. Uh, that, that, that's I like that. Some of the rides are in French, ah, as in Sacre Bleu. Yeah. <laughs> so don't sort of worry about your podcast app kicking into gear early this week. This is a bonus pod, isn't it? It's not just about Disneyland, though, is it? We've got a two pod week. Yes, Deck. I should have started with that, really. Probably, but if they're still with us after that, then they can hear it now. I've come back from Disneyland, super energized, super yep. pumped, and thought, John, we need yeah two pod week. We do need a two pod week. Uh, to get we, us back in business. What can we talk about? What well, is only one thing we. Can about from the past yeah. week Lee Wood in with Maurizio Lara two big punches a fight full of controversy yeah do or you was think it? yeah okay well let's go yeah okay so let's set the scene so it's Nottingham not Paris Nottingham Arena Lee Wood the home fighter the champion the WBA featherweight champion defending his belt in a voluntary against the big punching bogeyman Maurizio Lara boxing well doing the business like landing some shots doing well staying out of trouble which was the key thing against Lara landing some shots Lara was having some success but there were a couple of rounds where he looked really quite ordinary but then in the seventh round George right at the end of it they both land left hooks at the same time simultaneously left hook Lara just eats his one and Wood ends up on the deck heavy scrambles to his feet Pretty quick, did you think? Well, just got to get I don't up know. When, you, when you're like in that position where he's on his back, you've got quite a lot of maneuvering to get back on your feet, and you've got to sort Very of sit point. up, spin round, stand up, get your legs. You want to be doing like a Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, where leaving it till like eight and then just, you know, Undertaker it back to <laughs> life. And you're, you're sat there scratching your head going, Is he actually asleep? Bit, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Let's pause on those knockdowns for, for a sec. So you got knocked down a couple of times in your career. Now, at any point in the knockdowns, are you thinking, right, I need to manage this situation well, or you just think, I need to get up, or are you thinking, what the fuck happened there? Yeah, you definitely got to get up in time. So um, my, my thought process is don't get up at seven, because I still think I'm going to get stopped, because mm. seven, then the referees, get, you've literally got a second to prove that you're fine, because yeah. really it's, it's an eight count for me, it's not a 10 count. Mm. So I need to be by eight, show I'm fine. You never hear someone go, nine, okay, go. So my first knockdown, I sort of fall forward, 
almost like onto my knee, like one knee. So I just literally stand straight up, a bit too quick. But then once you're up, you're thinking, right, no wobbly legs. First knockdown was um, against Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson. Yeah. So I'm trying to get up and I sort of get, up, get, before, up. Oh, yeah, I get up before the 10, yeah. but it's over. Yeah. Know, the referee waves it off at eight. That was one of the ones where, who knows, maybe the referee could have gone, Shh, all right, go again. And I would have tried to hung on for dear life and try and get my legs out from under me. But at the same time, I can't argue that that will stop too soon. So you get up in that one. Are you aware of what's happening? Or are you just trained in a way, conditioned in a way to just think, I need to get on my feet and keep fighting? Yeah, well, you're conditioned that you're in a fight. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, I'm on the floor. That was one where I didn't see the shot coming. Lights were switched out. And then I'm like, Ooh, get back to your feet. Yeah. The other ones, the other times you got knocked down, I sort of like... Badu Jack was early, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, first, first round, round yeah. and I know I'm going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, Disaster. what's happened here? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sort of caught in between styles where I'm trying to fight with a low left hand, but I haven't started sharp. He shows low, shows low with his right, and then he just he shoots it high. It's a lovely shot. Mm. So it's not like a faint and shoot. It's like he goes down and punches high at the same time. I think he catches me if I was sharp and switched on and be like, all right, well, you're not getting that again. At that level, you don't get the same shot off twice in a row, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> he goes boom and then, uh, yeah, down. And again, I don't, I'm not on my back. I think I go down forward. So like maybe onto my knees and it's first round. So I'm fresh. So I think I jump up quite quick and I'm not really super buzzed. Like that's probably the lightest knockdown mm. that, I, that I've had. And then it's like, right, keep that left hand glued to the side of your head because I don't want to give him any free shots to the right side now um, because you are buzzed. You you are a bit concussed already and you've got 11 rounds to go so there was that one last one was against Callum Smith yeah. that was probably the only one where I'm waiting thinking right get up on 8 get up on 8 You're, you can see you're sort of thinking about it that's experience as well do you think maybe yeah yeah. yeah. I mean definitely experience at that point yeah. and it's the only time in my whole career where I've been hurt of a body shot like properly hurt of a body shot in a fight mm. so would, would at this point scramble it sounds like that's most similar so he's he gets hit hard goes down on his back and like you say he needs to get himself on his feet but try and clear his head in some way and the key thing here is there's like 10 seconds left on the clock or mm. 11 maybe by the time he gets to his feet the referee starts his count and at that point are you thinking he looks all right or are you thinking he's gone here at this point you're thinking he's gone but he's got 10 seconds yeah to go only in this 10 round. yeah that's the key bit so you think that's that's something that we should consider is that there is only 10 seconds left oh definitely okay. definitely definitely you consider the fighter you know um leeward has been on the deck before and oh, got yeah. therefore as as the coach you're thinking do I want to leave my fighter in a situation like that again or do I not maybe at this point ben davison is so invested in leeward he doesn't know there's only 10 seconds left in this round. He might be thinking 30, 40 seconds. And 30, 40 seconds, you might be thinking, I don't think he's going to survive that because one more shot, he's going to go down again. He's either going to go down real heavy or he's just going to get finished. Mm. So this guy, is, he's, he's got a first-hand experience of being in trouble. He's an experienced pro anyway. He's a world champion. He's at home. He's in this fight. He's winning this fight. Do you want to give him the benefit of the doubt? As a fighter, I always want that benefit of doubt. We've had Mike Bassey on here talking as a referee that he'd rather stop it one punch too soon than one punch too late. Mm. For me, that's that's obvious, but that's not that's not a good argument because you're not gonna the one punch too early doesn't mean necessarily that there it was gonna be one punch too late. Ultimately. The decision will always really lie with, with Lee Wood, but he can't make that decision at that point. It's usually the referee or the corner. 
Lara's a good finisher, as you showed. We, we were looking at earlier on deck. He can finish guys you know, with seconds to go. Mm. He would have likely have dived on him, jumped on him. And he did get caught like full flush, face on with a check hook as he's landed. So I doubt Ben Davison's thinking about that at that particular moment where the shot landed. Is it is it on the top of the head where you know the legs do a funny dance? Is it right on the chin and the legs are gone? Yeah, so it's a tough mm. one. It's a tough one. I don't know where I start. I'm not exactly sure. I wouldn't want to yeah. be Ben Davison that point i i probably would have let it go on a bit longer but no argument from me that we stopped there and then what do you think yeah so obviously davison so he, he throws a towel in i can't remember exactly at what point during the count but the count is still going on at this point like it's it's late in the count, i, maybe I felt like michael alexander yeah that's referee, referee yeah. he was about to say box on yeah he, he finished his count looks looked like he went hands up are you okay and then davison's standing in the corner with the towel ready as if to say yeah. if he lets his carry on i'm gonna bomb this towel in mm. and he throws it he throws it into his arms he, ca he catches yeah. it and alexander looks slightly surprised by it i must say but at the time so this happens and so obviously all happens really quickly unfolds and straight away on Twitter there's an explosion of a debate about that was crazy what he's done like pulling his fighter out at that point when there's six 254 is the official time of stoppage so six seconds left on the clock or the other half of people who go perfect decision he's, he saved him there he saved him for another day he's just, all he's done is stop the inevitable wipeout shot which really totally kills the rematch might really damage Lee Wood in a, like in a profound way where in reality he's actually sort of back in his senses available to go but what I always find in these debates is that the people like you the boxer former pros or pros or current pros people who have done it and have had to put that on the line for the entertainment of others always sort of fall on that side of I reckon he could have carried on there. And then it's the normal civilian people who go, yeah, that's good, good stoppage. Just anecdotally, it's the same with the quit debate. It's always the same with these stoppages. So I was interested in what you say, and you do think that maybe he could have got to the end of the round. But well, you mentioned it there. Mauricio Lara is a big puncher. That's his thing. He's quite crude in a lot of other ways, but he's obviously heavy-handed. He's knocked out Josh Warrington and he's knocked out Lee Wood now. If you go and look at his fight against Emilio Sanchez, which is in March of last year, you can find the highlights on YouTube. He chins this guy in 2.59 of round three. So literally a second left. The clacker goes and he doesn't ease off. He's just all over him, swarms him. So like he has previous. That's probably what would have happened there. But... That's the little grey area, isn't it? It's probably good enough to pull that fight to mm -hmm. stop Lee Wood being a world champion. In my eyes, I thought it was a good decision. I thought, wow, that's very ballsy, very brave. He's done the right thing. Sometimes you see fights where the fighter looks like they should be stopped. They get back to the corner and you're thinking, right, well, the corner will definitely put him out. Then the corner put him back out again. And that's when you're scratching your head. But for me, I think at that point, I think... There's no way Lee Wood wants to be there at that point. No one, no, yeah. there's not a fighter on the planet who wants to be in that situation. But at the same time, when he wakes up the next morning, he's got no belt. It's going to be tough. He's going to be thinking, oh, I've put in so much work. It's all the work you've put in. Because I don't know if it was just me, but sometimes there'll be an element of relief when something would be over, you know, and not necessarily what you want. Sometimes you train and a fight would fall through. I remember being an amateur and you've you've done all the, all the hard runs and then you show up uh, in the schoolboy semifinals and you've spent the night traveling up and, da -da -da, and you made the weight in the morning and then the guy pulls out after the weigh and then you're like, oh, Sandy, don't need to have a fight. But then you're like, oh, but I've done all this work and my mum and dad have come and, you know, 
I'd have had another win on the record. There'll be a, a, a massive element of, of Leeward thinking, I don't really want to be here. But at the same time, the amount of work he's put in to get to where he is right now. Yeah. But I mean, it's boxing. And as you said, Derek, the something that I would always overlook is that there's a little bit of controversy about this finish. There's a little bit of talk about it. So if he's got a rematch clause, which I'm he pretty has. sure he has, yeah. yep, he has, then it just makes the rematch easy. It's a talking point and it leads up for a bigger rematch. And there's always that argument now, would Lee would have been okay? Would he have survived? Would he have weathered that storm and gone on to win that fight? And if everyone who believes he would have now believes he deserves his rematch and he's going to get his revenge. Mentally, how much in a better place will Lee would be knowing that he got caught by one left hook really in the whole fight and that put him over and the fight's over as opposed to that left hook, him getting up and then him getting absolutely brutally knocked out. How would he have possibly prepared for a rematch at that point? But he was winning the fight. Mm. You know, he was winning the fight, he was boxing well, and he looked like he'd hurt Lara at times, right? And then he just got caught with one of them shots. Like, say he didn't get up from that first shot, then we still get a rematch because Wood was ahead in the cards. He was boxing well, he'd hurt the guy, and just got caught with one of them shots. Is that any different from getting up, showing some strength, showing some bravery, then getting stopped later? I don't think it makes a, a, any real difference in the outcome. You'll always be battling demons, like, but lots of time... Lee Wood, who's billed as a big puncher, they're also vulnerable. They also have take take shots heavy and um, have to get up off the canvas. And he's done that before to win. So I'm sure that won't really make much of a difference from deck. But it's an interesting point you make. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that was the first fight. First of all, just for a bit of context, Ben Davidson's in, in his corner. The first fight Ben Davidson's lost as a coach since August 2016 when Tom Little, the big heavyweight, got beaten by Dominic Akinladi. So talking seven years since he last lost a fight as a number one head coach. Josh Taylor lost to Jack Catterall in many people's eyes, but on Rec, he won the fight. So he's 
had the wherewithal there or he's had no problem just to chuck it in there for his first defeat in a long time. Also, Lee Wood was on Twitter after they interviewed him in the ring after, which I always find a bit uncomfortable when Tom has been knocked out. But obviously, he's absolutely devastating, you can tell. He's talking about the rematch, says he wants to do it. He later took to Twitter and he said, would like to thank everybody that turned out for me last night. Wasn't my night, but as always, I'll be back better than ever. Congratulations to Lara. Enjoy your victory and hopefully I'll see you again soon. Now, the more interesting tweet he followed it up with, also, I stand by my coach's decision I know he cares about me. Boxers sometimes have to be saved by themselves. I have more big nights ahead. It was painful at the time, but with my kids today, smile on my face, knowing I'll be back better than before, like always. He stands by it. It's not like when Mark Breland threw the towel and pulled Wilder out of that fight against Tyson Fury and he got sacked. He's happy with Ben's decision. How important will that be in the next camp that he's... They're fully on board with each other. Obviously, Davison's been behind his big turnaround, as in Lee Wood's big turnaround from sort of domestic fighter to world champion. So that must be important as well. I can't see him changing camp or setup or trainer. He's going to stick with Ben Davison. And don't forget that these are still knee-jerk reactions, mm. though. You know, this is... You heard the interview in the ring after the fight, once the rematch. Maybe an hour later, he's thinking... The next morning, he's there, he's happy with his kids. And yeah, sure, the thought is that oh, I'm not getting wheeled out in a, in a wheelchair. I'm not frightened of the family with my health. Um, but then maybe my another decision comes in a, in a little bit longer. Maybe they have to have a frank conversation between the two of them. We had Jordan Gill in here talking about crisis yeah. management. Although he, Lee Wood's best mate. He didn't like to call it crisis management no. in the end, did he? <laughs> between him and his trainer, Dave Caldwell. And when you think about it, sometimes you can go your whole career and never have that chat. You know, um, because who wants to have that chat? You can teach your fighter what you want them to do, but ultimately you've got to say, like, leave me in there. Don't pull the fight. Or any sign danger, pull the fight. You don't really ever really want to have that chat with your fighter because it, usually it comes when they've got to face a big puncher and you're like... You might get chin. Yeah, you go, like, if you get buzzed or wobbled or something, do this, do that. You know, hold on, slip and slide, move to the ropes, do whatever. You have to think and feel in the moment. And it's, sometimes it does take a trainer with a big personality to maybe to make those calls. I'm thinking, you know, when you went into fights injured, like say the Callum Smith fight, when you got clearly your shoulder's not 100%, you and Shane didn't go, look, if your shoulder goes, we'll have to pull this. So that was just unsaid. Yeah, that, that was kind of unsaid. Yeah. I never fought injured where I thought there might be a problem. And then I ended up having fights where I got, I got injured. Well, yeah, like the Eubank fight. Yeah. So, yeah, Eubank. I remember Shane McGuigan's got David Hay. Oh, yeah. Hay's, Hay's a walking bandage, right? He's <laughs> He's so powerful. He's so fast switch fiber that you know anything can break. And in, in between him boxing, he's probably not doing a lot of boxing related maintenance exercises to keep those tendons and strong. So as soon as he goes into anything plyometric or explosive, they're just on the cusp of blowing. And that was when he was fighting and doing boxing training. Like so, having a break and then coming back in the fight with with Bellew, he snaps his Achilles tendon. Shane's only been working with David Hay a little while. David's older than Shane. <laughs> He's been involved in boxing longer than Shane has. Shane's got to take care of him. But at the same time, David Hay is a industry to himself. And he's like, so you kind of, and he's coherent at this point. You know, it's not like he's been buzzed and you're like, you've got to save him like that. So you can kind of leave it to the fighter and say, what do you think? The fighter, David Hay, even though he's the more mature man in this situation, he's been involved in boxer, uh, been involved in boxing longer. He's probably never had to make that decision before. It's always been someone else. Mm. You know, before him, it would have been Adam Booth, who is older. You know, who has taken care of him since he was seventeen. Who would have gone? I'm going to make this decision. I threw the towel in when you fought Carl Thompson, when you might have got that equalizer punch, but you didn't. I threw the towel in. It's been times where they've been close, but as a trainer to making those big decisions. But Shane says, like, oh, 
should we just tape Send it up out. like yeah. tape him up and, and I made Shane perfectly yeah. that is exactly what I would have done in that situation mm. you can't pull David Hay out at his age at his stage of his career sure he's in there with Tony Bowie he's a huge puncher but Hay's kind of dependent on that equaliser punch power at the moment which he's going to struggle to get but you never know mm. you never know so you leave him in there and it actually as we we're talking about rematches you left David Hay in there for the first time in his career we saw him stick it out tough it out and then he gets a mega rematch mm. so ultimately it's entertainment isn't it it's sad that it's scary in that it's dangerous but it is entertainment okay let's look forward so let's start with Lee Wood so he could have the rematch immediately you sort of feel like if he doesn't you can look across boxing history and sometimes when you get knocked out by someone going straight back in with them is a very bad idea someone like David Price and Tony Thompson this is the guy who's knocked you out and you like within a few months back in front of him or you go no I'm gonna I need to set the record straight now for my own sanity like Chris Eubank Jr has gone to against Liam Smith what do you think he should do should he take the rematch or could he rebuild in a few more fights get himself in a position to fight for another world title and then go from there what do you reckon I would edge towards a rematch straight, straight, in, straight yeah. in rematch just because, because he was boxing well boxing well winning he got caught with, with a huge shot um, so next time the emphasis is on right just get caught less you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe, no, I'm not being silly yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. It's get caught less but sometimes you'll throw caution to the wind sometimes you'll fight with a more aggressive stance you know rather than being a little bit more counter punchy on the back foot looking a little bit longer not so gung ho I think if I was Lee Wood I'd edge towards rematch because it's a world title fight against someone who you know you, you were winning against if you can get the game plan right spot on and you're back becoming a world champion Eubank v Smith there wasn't a lot in that fight if I was in the Eubank corner mm. to say right let's rush back in with an immediate rematch problems must have happened in the build up to the fight as opposed to on the night because there wasn't a lot in it to start the first couple of rounds and Eubank looked like he was kind of settling a little bit into the fight I think it was in the second or third round but it looked like it was taking a lot of effort there was nothing smooth nothing comfortable about it and then once uh, Smith sort of backs him up what he does with a high with the high hand position a couple of feints a couple of shimmies and then starts to land a bit and it's over so there that's a totally different fight mm. you know I don't know if I was Eubank there then I would, that wouldn't be the rematch I would look for but sometimes you have to look at what the big fights are what the purses are what the promoters can actually put together for you unless you are an Anthony Joshua you can pick any fight you want and go any route you want and then just decide right well this one is this much money this one's this much money this one means you fight for a world title in this many fights the rest of you if you step away from the huge opportunity as in a world title fight mm. you might have to wait years to get it again the other option they're talking about is maybe fight Warrington in a big domestic fight what Lee Wood wanted to do was fight the city ground defend his belt against Warrington but then Warrington Lara wants Warrington they've obviously boxed twice the first one he's knocked him out the second one got stopped really early on a cut after the fight he's gone over to him spat on him you know so there's this real heat between the two so that becomes a big sell but contractually now Lara has to honour it it's nothing to do with the WBA Lara may have to do that but if he doesn't say Wood doesn't take the rematch you think Warrington is a good the obvious shout for him it's the rubber match then yeah they won one well the f they're one zero and one because the, se the second one was no a draw contest? yeah no, no contest it was right, okay. really early on the cut so Warrington hasn't beaten do him do we have a name for that what that would actually be in the industry <laughs> no. create one right now no maybe we call be, it a Declan yeah to call or it the Declan no because you need to get it the, you need to get it to one 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 yeah maybe if you've got an idea what we need to call that yeah because it's not a rubber match but it's a very you want you need to complete the set it'd be like a full house match 
All right, well, what we want to do, we do want to hear from you lot, though, about what you think of the stoppage. I feel like the reaction on Twitter is a lot of people with Davison. They're going, yeah, fair play. If you thought different, let us know. What are the socials, George? Yeah, you can let us know on the socials, please, at GG Boxing Club, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Send us a voice note on Instagram. Do a video of you with the towel and when you would have thrown it in or if you'd have just folded it up neatly and put it back in your back pocket. Yeah, and so if you can make it like a duck or something out of the towel or like a swan swan yeah a duck would have been really hard <laughs> yeah send us some towel based TikToks and if you've got something a bit longer to say that you need to get across email us ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk and if you're listening on Spotify check out the playlist The Ring Walk go on our Twitter go on the link tree it's in there that's the best way to get to it you can also listen to us ad free on Amazon Music that's a celebration that's not that you. The official tune That's of, not uh, you arriving Amazon at music. Disneyland. Um, okay, so two pub week. That means we're back with a normal episode. Who we got? Yeah, we're back on Thursday this Thursday. week. Thursday. So don't panic. Nothing comes out Wednesday. Yeah. And it is with none other than Money or Mob. Yeah. The old Tris Dixon. Big Tris Dixon. Yeah, he's coming on and he's going to talk to us about press conferences. Because oh, we love press conferences. We Everyone loves and we, we haven't done it yet. But this is almost like a press conference with Tristan in here. We'll talk to him about press conferences in a mini press conference. Bonus pod, done and dusted deck. And we are back Thursday for regular programming. List, listenings. Regular, regular everything. Right, can't wait. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.